Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of your favorite loud and pale podcast. Uh, this week, it's just going to be me flying solo, but don't worry, you'll have your Samantha Purchase flavor, because I will be reading her travel logs from her Montreal journeys. This first one she sent is called Sam's Travel Log, Entry 1, and it goes, Hello, palesters. Sorry it took me so long to send this first message. It turns out that it's insanely hard to find time to write these things up. However, release your collective bated breath and take a journey with me from sunny and dry Calgary to rainy and wet Montreal. Oh, and Tia, as you know, I suck at proofreading, so if there are spelling or grammar or stylistic mistakes, I apologize in advance. And I forgive you. So, I'm sure you're all dying to hear how my flight went. Well, it was bumpy as fuck. First off, I had to wake up at 4.15 a.m. A.M. I can't be a contributing member of society until at least one in the afternoon, so this standing in line at security really made this insanely difficult. And then, in a stunning turn of events, Tia, read that sarcastically, I was randomly selected for additional screening. Sam, why is randomly selected in quotation marks? She goes, I'm really beginning to suspect that my mother was not far off in her conclusion that I am on some list somewhere for dangerous people. Maybe my yelling offends people for some reason. Pause for effect. I opted for the body scan machine because in no way am I letting a random stranger feel me up. Anyways, got the all clear and before it was even 5.30 I made it to the other side. Flash forward to being on the plane, the captain could barely take the seatbelt sign off, that's how bumpy it was. Remember I said I can't sleep on planes? Well, I still can't, with one small amendment. I can't sleep for any length of time that would be considered a nice, refreshing nap. On this particular flight, any time I would just be passing out, a knock to the fucking head would wake me up. Sam, did you fly United? Anyways, although I could yell about turbulence for many hours, I will spare you the details. The next few days were spent with a family and driving around my grandmother with my grandmother in the streets of Quebec, which, if you don't know, are notoriously bumpy and pothole-ridden. It literally makes driving a fucking dodge fest, wherein you are veering into other lanes or the sidewalk to miss giant bumps, then having to dodge random people who are in the way. This is why French people yell so much. If there was no bumpy roads, we would all be quite cuddly. Tia, I cannot tell you how many times I have embarrassed myself with my inability to speak French. Like, I understand some of it, but it takes me forever to translate it in my head. By which time the other person on the other end is like, what the fuck, lady? What is it that you want? And I'm like, you just said $2. Needless to say, I've been letting other people order for me if no one speaks English. Well, that's it for now. But next time I write in, I will tell you of my tales of Canada Day in Ottawa and a ruthless game of Cards Against Humanity. Until next time, pale on. Star Star, of course not pale on in a Hitler way, but like pale on a in-your-soul way. Yes, thank you for adding that, Sam. Uh, we are not Nazis in any way, and while we do believe that we're better than everyone, it's not because of the color of our skin. Hello, pale friends. It continues to be rainy as fuck here on the East Coast, but compared to the alternative that you guys have had for the last several weeks, I'll take the rain. So, I'm sure you guys are desperate to hear of my stories about Canada Day in the capital of Canada, as in Ottawa, if you are confused. Here's the main thing to take away from the entire story. Half a million people do not fit into the size of a small doorway easily. 
It would seem like a given, but for some reason, it is not. So here is how the story starts. Me and my aunt made the trip up, getting up early to drive the two hours through the Quebec, Ontario countryside so that we would make it in time for Trudeau's speech. Spoiler alert, this did not happen. The line estimations to get through security, way tougher than the airport, by the way, was about two hours, which at the time seemed reasonable. By the time you are standing there, waiting in a lineup that never seems to move, you start to think to yourself, why did I do this? And this was a mistake. I have never seen so many people in my life, guys. There was easily, easily 700,000 civilians there, plus at least 300,000 police and military. Everywhere you looked, there was a policeman or an army person holding an AK-47. There were snipers on the roof of every building in the downtown, and a military chopper circled every two minutes. In a word, this was terrifying. How do you bold end italics on an email? I didn't know that was possible, Sam. She goes on, as a person with an anxiety problem, plus just being cranky in large crowds, and small crowds, I think, I do not recommend... Next episode, I will tell you more tales from the Capitol because writing it out is taking way too long, and truly you have to hear the panic in my voice to get it. I should have been reading this all in a panicked voice. I'm sorry. A few days after the Ottawa debacle, I was at my cousin's place, home of an Instagram celebrity, Derp the Slurp, check him out, and we played a mean game of Cards Against Humanity. By mean game, I mean I was red-faced, rolling on the ground after this particular, particularly savage round. I'm texting Tia a photo of it, and I'll post it on Insta. In addition, my family knows me so well because they played the elusive and sexy card about David Duchovny slash The X-Files, and I was so happy. Obviously, that card won. Ta-ta until next time, Samsung. <laughs> uh, I know that I was supposed to not read out the autocorrect errors, but... Uh, but I think that Samsung is a good nickname for you, so I'm going to leave it. Sam did ever so kindly send the picture of her Cards Against Humanity options, which, if you don't know how the game works, you are presented with a black card, if you were the card czar, and it gives you, uh, like, a prompt, and then all of the other people playing have to put their white cards in that they think fits the best. I think everyone knows how to play, but there might be some losers out there, so there you go. And the black card says, Kids these days with their iPods and their internet, in my day, all we needed to pass the time was blank. And the options are, A magical kingdom with dragons and elves and no black people. It's not good for our reputation on this podcast. The second option is, So, kids these days with their iPods and their internet, in my day, all we needed to pass the time was reading The Hobbit under the covers while mom and dad scream at each other downstairs, or salsa night at Dave's Cantina, or having an awesome time drinking and driving. Oh, (laughs) what a hot button round of Cards Against Humanity that was. But what's with the cliffhanger, Sam? What did you pick? Hello, TN Palesters! I am so cultured. Guys, not to brag or anything, but I've been to so many museums on this trip, and I felt myself grow smarter in each one. Calgs is pretty lacking for good museums, but Montreal is not. 
I just saw this awesome one about the counterculture movement in the 60s that went into detail about the whole thing, and I was shook leaving it. Tia, they had John Lennon's glasses! Not to mention all his suits. Sergeant Peppers, the tux they wore on Ed Sullivan, the actual lyrics page for Lucy in The Sky with Diamonds, etc. Um, okay, what? That sounds amazing. Uh, please, somebody in the audience, book me a flight to Montreal ASAP so that I can go to the John Lennon Suit Museum. It sounds fantastic. Samantha continues, This was all given on loan from Yoko Ono, which I feel was a really classy move. I agree. They also had this dope room where you walked in and there was like plastic grass on the floor and pillows and shit and a giant wall that was covered in screens where you would watch actual Woodstock footage, including like full performances. In a word, I was shook. I stayed in the Woodstock room for about 45 minutes to watch the whole movie. All in all, the exhibit was crazy good and probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. If you were there with me, you would have hype jumped. That's all I have to report for now. Until next time, Sam out. Sam, that sounds awesome. And if you were hype jumping, I hope you did it safer than you did at Kanye and that you did not almost injure any ankles. That is all of Sam's travel logs, and she will be back on the podcast next week. So stay tuned for, I'm sure, more in-depth stories about the AK-47s at Canada Day. And I think it's crazy that she didn't see Trudeau's speech because she didn't see him forget Alberta, which Albertans were not crazy about. The non-Trudeau fans, though, just went way overboard with it. When they saw that he forgot to say Alberta in his Canada speech, they acted as though he brought an Albertan onto the stage and cut his head off in front of everybody and then kicked the basket into the crowd. Also, I know that some of you, aka Kingpin Lane, have been waiting very patiently for us to read your fan mail, and since Sam, Sam, Samsung has not been home in so long, we haven't read it because I know that since half of the email is directed towards bickering with her, it's not as fun for you if she's not here. So please forgive us and you will hear your fan mail on the next episode. Thank you for stopping by and listening to our mini episode this week. And we will have much more fun stuff to talk about and possibly a special guest on next week. So tune in. And keep it loud and keep your shirts on.